As I said, it's an interesting Sunday because it's family Sunday. And so if you are if you are younger, I would like you to come on up. If you want to come or if you have the spirit of a younger person, Max, I see you. Come on up. Come on up. You guys come on up. You guys can yeah, you guys come on right on the steps. I'll move this out of the way. All right. Cool. This could be fun or dangerous. Okay. All right. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Great. Let's keep it that way. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Awesome. Is it okay if I tell you guys a story? All right. Let me let me get this paper. I want to make sure I do the story right. So, awesome. Okay. I'm going to tell the story, uh, and we're going to go over it more. It's going to be the story of the, man, this is a good photo op right here. I'm not lying. I get the photos like, you guys are adorable and awesome. So, like, it's great. We're going to tell a story of ten people, okay? It's the ten lepers. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. This is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to need two volunteers. Two adults. I need ten. I got one. Yes, yes, I got two. All right, here we go. The kid's spirit, I love it. So just sit. So you can do whatever I like it. Man. <laughs> he's, he's nervous. We got to test you for uh, shaving. You're a, yeah, there you go. You're an old elementary kid. I like it. Okay, so we're going to tell this story about Jesus, okay? So now we, we need a Jesus character. So, uh, Max, you got the beard for it, so, okay. You like it? Okay, I need you to stand right there, Max. Okay, here we go. So he's Jesus, okay, and you guys are the, the ten. Now, you guys got leprosy, okay? Do you know what leprosy is? Oh, okay, so we do. So some of you have heard about it. That's great. It is basically a, a skin issue, a skin disease, okay? So can you guys act like you guys got some skin issues? It sort of itches. There you go. Good job. Good job. Okay, now Jesus is walking by. Now he's got to walk a little bit away from you guys. Okay, and so when you see Jesus, oh, you see Jesus, I need you guys to yell out, Jesus, have pity on us. Can you guys do that? Jesus, have pity on us. <laughs> Max, do you know what it said? <laughs> no. <laughs> I put him on the spot to memorize the scripture. Okay, he says, Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Go ahead. Go show yourself to the priest. Okay, so this is what, why they did that. Okay, so you guys still keep itching. Who's the priest? Good question. She's just not reading. She's starting to study. She's trying to get it. Okay, so who's the priest? Oh, who are you pointing at? Oh, you're pointing at your dad. I like it. Come on up, priest. It's full participation. You're over here. <laughs> He's, 
I just want you to know, and I hope I get this, I got a look of death from him as he's walking up. He's like, I'm never coming here again. So, okay, so I need you guys to stand up. All right. So, you guys are going to start acting like you're walking over to the priest. Okay? There you go. Yeah, yeah, you start walking. Okay, stop. The leprosy, the leprosy all goes away. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. So it's going. Yes, you're super happy. But there's one. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go with you because you asked already before. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, he was already on. He's like, can I be the one? Uh, so you're the one. Okay. And you're going to go back to Jesus and say thank you. Awesome. That's a good job. That's a pretty... That's pretty great representation. Okay, you two keep walking to the priest and give him a high five. So they're over there. But over here, over here, say thank you again. One more time. Shh. Hey, now listen, listen, listen. Yeah, good job. So there were 10, but only. <laughs> he knows it. He like, went to the priest. And then Jesus says this. He goes, because he was saying thank you. He goes, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Don't worry. So perfect. Awesome. It's great. Will you give a round of applause to all of them? Okay. Okay, before you go back, sit down. Oh, did I release you? Yes, I did. You guys, you guys can go sit down. You guys can go sit down. Thank you. Give it a round of applause to the adults. I find it interesting. Childlike faith. Childlike faith. A good job. Hey, so before we go, you guys are going to get something here. But I just want to ask you, what are you guys thankful for? Like when you guys, you guys have great parents, you guys got great stuff going on. What's some stuff that you're thankful for? Mom and dad. Mom and dad. That's a good one. Clothes, yeah, and food. and food, that's awesome. Grandma, that's good. Enough. Sisters, a home, good. Hey, I, brothers, yeah, that, that was a harder one to get out. Like sisters, but, uh, brothers, no, no. <laughs> but hey, but I think, but Jesus says to be thankful all the time. And so I just wanted to do that little story. Thank you guys for acting out. You guys can go back to your seats. Give a round of applause. But as you go, you guys, they got a little page, they got a paper for you, a little activity. There you go. There you go. Go take it to your seat. So they have a little package so they can do it uh, because I can only entertain them for so long. Uh, so let's be honest. Hey, if you haven't already, let's turn to Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, the story that we just sort of did. Thank you so much, Carol, for getting that around. Awesome. So Jesus is traveling now. And he's on the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he's going into a village, there's ten men with leprosy. They meet him. 
They stand at a distance and call out in a loud voice, just like these little kids did, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priest. And then they went and they were cleansed. One of them, when they saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. We can, let's take a quick look at this, okay? First, let's start with, there were ten men with leprosy, okay? We got the ten people here. They have issues, okay? Leprosy, you know, it was a, basically a term for various ancient skin disorders that were sometimes, they were sometimes superficial, but sometimes they were very serious. Isolation was, was demanded. It was basically a law that they, you had to separate yourself. And there's a couple of reasons for, uh, uh, for that. One is because it would protect the rest of the people from diseases, okay? So that, hey, we don't want this passing around, we don't want it, so you gotta be on the outside. Uh, also, some say that it was also a visual showing, you know, and take this with the grain of salt, that's not as popular, but desire, it shows God's desire, purity for holiness, cleanliness, and uh, among his people. So, so in saying that, there's 10 men, okay? They all have leprosy. And as you already sort of could tell by the story that some are Jewish and at least one's a Samaritan. So now all of a sudden it's a different pack of people together, okay? Because usually they weren't always hanging out. Because the reason why they knew that they were Jewish is because they would have to go to the priest. So you would go to the priest to be like, oh, you're cleansed. They would give the final, like, oh, you're good to go. You can enter back into society, all that. But right here, there was also a Samaritan. So all of a sudden, they built friendships. A lot of barriers broke down because they all had the same disease, the same sickness, the same issue. They built, they built something there which is sort of interesting because I relate it a lot to sin. Like, sin is one thing that combines all of us humans together. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like, we have all have it. We all have it. And so that is one thing that, in a, in a twisted way, unites us because we all need a Savior. We all need it. So they, that's why they're standing at a distance, okay? So they're at a distance. In verse 13, they, they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. So back in that day, that was a usually common desire for healing. I think sometimes, though, in American society, we don't like to ask for help. I say in our society, we, or maybe it's just me, maybe I'm very selfish, I don't know. It's like, it's almost a very humbling thing to ask for help. But these 10 were desperate. They had heard about Jesus, I would take it, known about Jesus, and they called out, have mercy on us, heal us. 
But then why does so many times we as believers make it look like we have it all together? That we're, that we're perfect. That we don't need anything from anyone. That we, and if you really look at our a society now, that we actually deserve things. Like without even working on we, we This is what I am owed. I am owed these things. That is what our culture says. But these men were desperate. These men were desperate. And when Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, as I said, they were going to the priest to, you know, get verify that they're clean. But it took an action step for them to be healed. So you see, on the, and as they went, they were cleansed. So they started, they would listen to what Jesus said, and as they went, their leprosy was gone immediately. It made me think, how many times are you obeying what God wants? Like, I think so many times we want God to work in our lives, but do, we don't obey what really God's calling us to do. Like, there's times in our lives where God says, hey, I need you to do this, or I want you to reach out to your neighbors, or uh, put in something on your heart, or even reading scripture, loving your neighbors. And we're called to do these things, but we don't do them, and we're like, God, you don't show up. Or we question it. Like, it's, it's a relationship. Like, they were desperate, and he said, go do this. And they did it, and the leprosy was gone. Uh, the first point I want to uh, make, too, is point number one is Jesus healed them all. He didn't heal five of ten. He didn't heal seven of ten. He healed them all. Okay? One of the m many lessons here, and there's a lot of lessons here, but one of them is that God's mercy is to all. He's given his mercy to everyone that wants it and even when we don't understand it at times and sometimes we don't understand why it feels others don't get as much mercy as us it's it's weird sometimes you'll see someone living a really really good life godly life and it Bad things after bad things happen. And then you see someone else that's living a totally other life that's not in God's will, and it seems like everything's going well for them. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The rain falls on the wicked and the holy. Doesn't make sense at times. But in that, it should still all lead us to thanksgiving. When life's not fair, are we trusting on what we see? Are we trusting on God who is holy and just? And that is a hard thing to do when it doesn't look like life is fair. But in this situation, all ten were given this, this amazing gift of grace and mercy. Imagine yourself walking to the priest. Imagine yourself exiled from family members and other people, and you're exiled, and you, you can't see them. You can't hug. It's, I'm not relating this to COVID, uh, but like relate when you couldn't be around people, 
Like, you couldn't be around? Like, couldn't you tell there was something missing? Like, relationships matter, and now that's why these guys are now finding each other, because they got each other, but they've been exiled, and now on their way, it is all gone. They are now purified. They're, they can get back to their normal life. That's, that's what you're experiencing as they're walking back to the priest. But it says in verse 15, it says this. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Point two, only one returned. One out of ten. We have to be very careful here. We cannot put ourselves as the one. I think a lot of times we like being like, oh, I'd return. But only 10%, one of 10, I can even do that math. 90% didn't return. This is what, like, when I get scared about when you start dealing with, like, money or idols and other things, that start, you start putting other things in front of God. You start thinking, these men saw it, they were healed, and they were thinking about, hey, I get to go back to my normal life. I get to the priest, and I'm actually obeying. But then all of a sudden, one realizes it and been like, oh, my goodness, I'm healed. It's a miracle. I'm going to go to the source the source of that and he runs back to God in a loud voice it wasn't like hey Jesus thanks like it was Jesus like running back which I find very unique too because now there isn't distance the first time he yells because he has leprosy he yells to Jesus because there has to be a distance he's healed and now what's he do runs all the way to his feet We've been healed from sin. We've been healed. Now we get to go to his feet. We get to go to the source. We can't lose that. If you look at our world today, many people are not thankful for anything. But here's the thing I want us to do. It's really easy to look out at the world and be like, oh, they're not, they're not thankful for this. They deserve this. But we have to look on the inside. And look at our own hearts. Are we thankful? Are we thankful for the God, Yahweh? Are we thankful for what he's done for us? I think there's a big point here, too, in verse 16, that he was a Samaritan. And I'm not going to dive there's too much, but I find it really interesting that the Samaritan is the one that praises a Jewish God as being the God. Like he know, he recognizes, he recognizes that this is Jesus, that he's praising at his feet. It wasn't the Jewish, the Samaritan. And so, and Jesus says it, it says Gentile, reaching out to another Gentile as we reach out. But then Jesus, and this is where I want to rest a little bit before we end here, is really verse 19. So we'll start in 17 and we'll lead up to 19. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? 
Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So in this saying, made you well, is basically your faith has saved you. Wiersbe puts it by, like this uh, in his commentary. By coming to Jesus, the man received something greater than physical healing. He was also saved from his sins. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. It is actually the same translation from the uh, repentant woman who anoints Jesus' feet. So the Samaritan's nine friends, the other nine, were declared clean by the priest. So when they went to the priest, they were declared clean, but only the one was saved by the grace of God. Point number three, final point. There's a difference between spiritual and physical healing. When he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So God says your faith. What, what was his faith? Like, what did he do? His thankfulness made him well. His thankfulness was an example of his faith. It's, and it, it says this in the commentary. God's grace, even though it is extended to all, does not mean that all gain salvation. God blesses humanity in a general way, but only the responsive who appreciate what he has done in Christ receive his full blessing and acceptance. Among the ten former lepers, only the Samaritan hears the comforting words, your faith has made you well. His gratitude had revealed his faith. This last weekend, Sunday, after church, I took my girls to the water park. We went to the water park. We went up to, San, it's up in Sandusky. It's, uh, it's Kalahari. Um, if I'm prom promoing Kalahari, I guess that's what it is. Give me some money, I guess. Uh, but we went up there, and we had a great time. I rode every ride with Jason I could. Every ride she wanted. And my wife was carrying Jamie around wherever she wanted. Like, she wanted to do this one. And then they do stuff together. And then they wanted to do the, the, the waves and jump in the waves for a bunch of time. And then I wanted to go on this, this water slide. And had to, got all the way at the end of the line. And then I had to convince you to go down it, right? It's like, ah, it's a little higher than I thought, Dad. We did it. And then she didn't want to be off of it for the rest of the time. So just done all this stuff in water. And I got it in my ears, nose, everywhere. And then we got to go, you know. Get them the snacks. God changed them. Everything for the kids. How thankful do you think they were? Not as tired as I wanted. I was more tired. But how? Th but you think about it, like, the amount of energy and time to being like, I want to do more. Or I want this. To being like, Thanks, Dad. That was really nice. Thank you. Like, you don't usually get that. You didn't, you didn't get that. Now, my kids were great, honestly. I, I, like, I'm appreciative of where they're at in the response. But, like, there are times where there's tears because we have to go. I, and that, that's where I really thought is, like, how are, are we like that? Like, God gives us everything. 
He's with us in it. He does this, and he's doing that, and he takes us down these rides, and he's with us, and he's with us when it's going good. He's with us when it's going bad. He provides us food. He provides all this kind of stuff and does all this, and then at the end of the day, we're like, God, where were you? Like, I want to do this more. Like, we become selfish little kids. We become what we don't want to be. Because it doesn't reach what we want, our minds. That isn't thankfulness. That isn't faith in God. That is selfishness. That is something that you got to process where you're at. Are you thankful in those times? Are you thankful for all the what's given you? And I loved it when Doug said, are you thankful for being up this morning? Because if you are, I know God is, and I am. I'm thankful for you being here. I'm thankful for relationships. There's good days and bad days, but there, where are you? And I can be completely honest. I thought about not doing it on thankfulness after Wednesday. After Wednesday night. It's like, how do you talk about thankfulness after a tragedy? And I am, I'll be completely transparent. I am very, very far away from the situation. And some of you have been very kind to me and like making sure I'm okay. And I'm like, there's a million people that are dealing with so much more than me. And I, am, I was up till two processing it, thinking it. And now all I could think is, what is all the other people doing? What are the, all the other people? Because I am way out here. But I'm praying and I'm concerned about all these people. But God gave me this. Colossians 3, 14, 15. And I'll read it. If you want to write it down somewhere, you can look it up. It says, we are called to be thankful, as Colossians 3, 14 through 15 says. It says, but above all these things, put on love, which we have talked about a lot at the beginning of me starting, is love, which is a bond of perfection. And this is what really hit me. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called to be in one body. Even in times of not understanding, in times of right now, we are called to peace and to Christ and God. And we are supposed to be thankful. That's what we're called to be right now. There's people in our life right now that we are connected in because we are the body of Christ. And we're called to be peace in there. And even when we don't understand what we're going through. And honestly, when I didn't want to, to do this, God convicted me and said, I need to be faithful to what God asked me to talk about. Now I'm going to ask you, does God, does, does gratitude affect every aspect of your life? This verse in Colossians hit different because we are with God. That's a blessing. We are set apart by God. That's a blessing. We are loved by God. That's a blessing. This is all grace, nothing that we do. But it does say, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This is what I am praying for for my friends. 
and other believers right now that are going through ups and downs. And when we don't even understand, we have peace and trust in the one true God, and that leads us to thanksgiving. I pray that you are thankful to God. You all have a paper, and I know you have kids, and the kids are coloring too. So I just want you to honestly maybe write down a few things you're thankful for. Maybe it is right now, it is, I love my wife. I love her. I am thankful for her. Maybe it's, I love my kids. They are annoying me right now. Wow. But I am thankful for them. I am thankful. I would tell you, when I talked about going through the fire, I hugged my daughters that night a little differently. Getting in bed. They didn't know it. It's 2 in the morning. Getting into bed and just hug. Like, it's different when you start seeing things through God's eyes. And sometimes you have to go through the fire to see it. What are you thankful for? It's so easy to miss. It's so easy to pass. It's, call, it's part of uh, having faith in God is to know where the appreciation goes. That's the biggest problem sometimes is appreciation. It's like, oh, look at what I did. I get another award for it, a participation award. No, the, the award, the glory, the honor always goes to God. So if you're a kid in here, I want you to know you're loved by God. I want you to know that, and I am thankful for you. I am thankful for the youth in here. I am thankful because I've seen a lot more adults smile when kids are running around than they are when they see me. It's really true, and I'm thankful. I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for the loud noises. That doesn't seem like, oh, that's church etiquette. I'm thankful. What are you thankful for? in your life, even through the rough stuff. Will the band come back up as they get prepared to sing? I, think, I just heard I'm thankful for Jesus by a little kid. How can you not smile at that? I think the kids sometimes get it more than us adults. As they were saying, I'm thankful for parents. I'm thankful for clothes. I'm thankful for the, none of them said I'm thankful for the promotion. No, no, I'm thankful for, I, I, you know, people view me on Instagram 5,000 times. Do you know? Like, I'm thankful for who God is and what he's done for me. Let's sing and then we'll close.